And so as treatments emerge, the role of pharmacists becomes even more important in managing arthritis for people in the community. Pharmacists play a really important role in educating patients about these new therapies, including potential side effects and drug interactions. They can help monitor medication adherence, identify any adverse reactions, and collaborate with other healthcare providers to make sure that comprehensive arthritis care. So pharmacists are well positioned to offer personalized support, guide patients in self-managing techniques, and address any concerns or questions related to their arthritis treatment. Hi, I'm Walton O'Dwyer, General Manager at Arthritis Queensland, and you're listening to the Pharmacy Business and Career Network podcast. Welcome to the Pharmacy Business and Career Network podcast, brought to you by the Pharmacy Guild of Australia. Focusing on pharmacy management and ownership, the PBCN podcast supports the improvement and growth of your business performance with insights and advice from a range of industry professionals. The PBCN podcast, supporting your journey every step of the way. Today, we are privileged to have with us Alton O'Dwyer. Alton is the General Manager at Arthritis Queensland, an organisation committed to improving the lives of those suffering from arthritis and other musculoskeletal conditions. In his role at Arthritis Queensland, Alton has been instrumental in driving forward initiatives that are aimed at education, policy development, and quality of life improvement for arthritis patients with a passion deeply rooted in helping those Living with this often misunderstood condition, his contributions have significantly influenced our understanding and management of arthritis. Here's Alton. Welcome to the podcast, Alton. It's great to have you on the show. It'd be great if you could start off maybe just by providing us with an insight into arthritis, particularly a rundown on what the different types are and how they impact an individual's life. So, arthritis is basically a group of musculoskeletal uh, disorders characterized by inflammation of the joints, resulting in pain, stiffness, and reduced mobility. And there's actually over 100 different types of arthritis, but the most common ones you'll, you'll probably hear, have heard of would be osteoarthritis and rheumatoid arthritis. There's also a common misconception that it only affects adults. However, unfortunately, children can also suffer from what is known as juvenile arthritis. And so taking the, the top two uh, most common ones, osteoarthritis is typically associated with the degeneration of structures within the joint, often seen in older individuals, leading to joint pain and stiffness. Rheumatoid arthritis, on the other hand, is an autoimmune condition where the immune system attacks the joints, causing inflammation and potentially affecting other organs. Juvenile arthritis affects children and adolescents, causing similar symptoms as seen in adults. And unfortunately, about 80% of children that live with juvenile arthritis live with pain every single day. And so arthritis can have a significant impact on an individual's life, affecting their ability to perform daily activities, work, and even engage in hobbies that they used to enjoy. Chronic pain and fatigue can lead to decreased quality of life and mental health challenges. And Unfortunately, with people living with arthritis, one in four will often go through quite severe mental health issues as a result of their diagnosis as well. And so this means that proper management and support are really important to help those that, that are living with arthritis lead fulfilling lives. 
Alton, we'd love to know more about Arthritis Queensland, particularly around what the organisation does and how it aims to deliver impacts to people who are suffering with arthritis. Tell us about that. And it'd be great if in doing so, you could wrap some numbers around it in terms of the number of people suffering arthritis in our communities. Arthritis Queensland have been around for just over 50 years. And we're a not-for-profit dedicated to supporting uh, Queenslanders living with arthritis. We do have uh, sister not-for-profits that we work closely with. Uh, so there's Arthritis New South Wales in the various states. And then there's also a, a national body, Arthritis Australia. So in terms of what, what we do here at Arthritis Queensland, um, we offer uh, education, uh, advocacy and community engagement to really improve the lives of those affected by arthritis, which is estimated to be approximately one in seven Queenslanders are over 650,000 people. And in our communities, so many people suffer from arthritis and the numbers unfortunately are rising due to factors such as aging population and lifestyle changes. So. At Arthritis Queensland, we play a really important role in raising awareness about the condition and providing resources to help patients manage their arthritis. And through various programs and services, we offer information on self-management techniques, exercise programs, access to support groups, and we also advocate for improved arthritis care and research funding and better access to treatments. And we believe by empowering patients with the knowledge and support Arthritis Queensland, we aim to enhance their overall well-being and help them to lead fulfilling lives despite their condition. And just as an example, we've, we've got some really lovely stories. We had one um, lady who, uh, she had uh, Irish, Irish heritage similar, similar to myself, and she, uh, because of the pain of arthritis, she could never walk in the St. Patrick's Day Parade in Brisbane every year. Um, but go, by going to our regular online free exercise classes, she got enough strength back to be able to go for her walk. And she said this in a lovely letter and a photograph of her, of her walking down the main street in Brisbane at the St. Patrick's Day Parade this year, which is really, really inspiring. And um, we've got other stories. We've got a story of a 100-year-old man um, who took part in our Arthritis News online exercise program too. So I guess one of the key things as well is it doesn't mean um, you can't live a fulfilling life um, if you get the right education and tools to help you manage your condition. You just gave some great examples of some people who have been able to improve or maintain their quality of life. Who generally falls into the risk groups for arthritis? And you spoke before about the numbers are increasing. So what do we know about known causes of the condition? Arthritis it can affect people of all ages. And as I mentioned before, it's not just adults, it's kids as well. Um, but certain risk factors do increase the likelihood of developing the condition. So while osteoarthritis can be diagnosed at any age, it's more common amongst older age groups. And then women are actually more, more likely to be diagnosed with arthritis, especially rheumatoid arthritis. So aside from age and gender, genetics also plays a role. And um, so, you know, individuals with a family history of arthritis have a higher risk of developing the condition. And additionally, obesity, joint injuries, and certain occupations with repetitive stress can increase the likelihood of arthritis. And as for the causes, as I mentioned before, you know, there's well over 100 different types, but I'll just focus on, on two of the, the main ones. The causes basically vary depending on the type of arthritis. Traditionally, it was thought that osteoarthritis was primarily caused by breakdown of cartilage. However, there's no research to suggest it affects most structures of the joint. And rheumatoid arthritis is an autoimmune disorder where the immune system 
mistakenly attacks the synovium, which is a membrane that lines the joints. And regarding juvenile arthritis I've seen in children and adolescents, the exact causes are actually unknown. However, it is thought to have both genetic and environmental triggers. Alton, talk us through what the journey of diagnosis and, and treatment typically looks like for a patient. And it'd be great if you could talk about how maybe the shortage of rheumatologists factor into this. It typically begins with the patient's GP, where they'll assess symptoms, medical history, conduct physical examinations. They might also order imaging tests, such as x-rays and scans, or blood tests to help with their diagnosis. And refer to a rheumatologist if the cause is unknown, or if it may be a type of arthritis that needs specialist care, such as rheumatoid arthritis and other inflammatory forms of arthritis. And so one of the issues that people living with arthritis have though as well is they might end up going to see three or four different GPs before they get taken seriously that arthritis could be the problem. Often they'll just be told, look, take some neurofin and don't worry about it. You're just, you know, getting older, it's back pain. So even getting to that point where you can get properly diagnosed with a GP takes time. And this is where education about arthritis with GPs and the whole healthcare system is really, really important. So once somebody is diagnosed, the treatment approach will vary depending on the type and the severity of arthritis. It commonly includes a combination of medication, physical therapy, lifestyle modifications, and sometimes surgical intervention uh, for advanced cases. Primary care physicians and other healthcare professionals play a really important role by identifying early symptoms and referring patients to rheumatology specialists when needed. And unfortunately, as you mentioned, there is a, a, a quite a severe shortage of rheumatologists. They're basically specialists who diagnose and treat arthritis. And this shortage poses huge challenges for patients in accessing timely care, especially in rural or remote areas. Inflammatory forms of arthritis need a diagnosis and specialist treatment from a rheumatologist. And the sooner this, the diagnosis is given and the treatment started, the better the long-term health outcomes are for the patient. And this is even more pronounced for children with juvenile arthritis. If they're what's called category one cases, where they need to see a rheumatologist within a very short period of time, if they don't get to see that rheumatologist within that time, it can actually lead to irreversible long-term health outcomes. Therein lies the problem, Daniel. Due to the current shortage, many patients aren't even getting diagnosed, let alone getting treatment. So organisations such as ourselves, Arthritis Australia, and we work closely with the Australian Rheumatology Association to advocate for more rheumatology services and possibly in innovative models of care to help address this, this shortage. And I guess the role that we play is, well, we can't solve you know, this wider problem of lack of rheumatologists. We can certainly deliver services through education to help people manage arthritis uh, in the meantime as well. It's an interesting point that you spoke about when you mentioned how initial symptoms don't always lead to diagnosis and and initially the right medication because clearly neurofin's just not going to cut it. Can you talk us through the typical symptom progression of arthritis and, and how it might influence a patient's medication needs over time? How does it start and then how does it progress? The progression of arthritis symptoms varies depending on the type of arthritis and also on the individual. In osteoarthritis, symptoms often start gradually with joint pain, stiffness, but over time, joint function might deteriorate, um, impacting a person's mobility. For rheumatoid arthritis, symptoms typically begin with joint inflammation, warmth and swelling, accompanied by fatigue and general discomfort. 
and if left untreated, the disease can actually lead to joint deformities and disability. Symptoms can come on quickly or maybe slow. They can come and go or they can persist over time. So as arthritis progresses, patients' medication needs can change. So for inflammatory arthritis, over-the-counter pain relievers, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs or disease-modifying anti-rheumatic drugs might be sufficient to manage the symptoms. And then depending on how this disease, disease progresses or how they respond over time, other options such as biologics might be necessary to slow disease progression and preserve the, the functioning of the joints. It can be quite a complex process depending on the type of arthritis. So at the end of the day, it's up to the rheumatologist to guide which treatment is most appropriate at any given time. Uh, and that's why getting access to the rheumatologist is so crucially important. Like most conditions, it's still a learning process. We don't know everything, that there's still new things being tried. Are there any new or emerging treatments for arthritis that you know of? And if so, how do you think these might change the role of pharmacists in helping people in their community manage this condition? As I mentioned earlier, our vision is freedom from arthritis. It's a very lofty goal. And what we mean by that is to hopefully one day find a cure. And there's some amazing work being done. So we do fund some uh, research, for example, with Professor Rangini Thomas. She's um, doing some really advanced work in finding a cure for rheumatoid arthritis. So there has been a lot of significant advancements in, a, in arthritis treatments, uh, particularly the development of targeted therapies and biologics. Uh, and these treatments have shown promising results in managing inflammation and slowing disease progression in various types of arthritis. And so as treatments emerge, the role of pharmacists becomes even more important in managing arthritis for people in the community. Pharmacists play a really important role in educating patients about these new therapies, including potential side effects and drug interactions. They can help monitor medication adherence, identify any adverse reactions, and collaborate with other healthcare providers to make sure that com comprehensive arthritis care. So pharmacists are well positioned to offer personalized support, guide patients in self-managing techniques, and address any concerns or questions related to their arthritis treatment. Well, on that point, as you just said, pharmacists have a really important role and they're very well placed to help support those in the community who are suffering and trying to help manage their arthritis, what kind of conversations or, or maybe talking points should pharmacists aim to initiate with their patients who are dealing with arthritis? I think the first one would be medication education. So discussing the importance of adhering to their prescribed medications, potential side effects and how to manage them. The second key point is around lifestyle modifications. So other non-medication ways of managing pain, looking after emotional well-being are all important ways of, of managing arthritis. And um, so recognizing when someone might need support or further information in these areas and then referring them on to the right person in their health team, for example, a physio, a GP, exercise physiologist, rheumatologist, and obviously ourselves as well. And then I guess the third point would be around monitoring and follow-ups. So stressing the significance of regular check-ins with healthcare providers to monitor treatment effectiveness and make adjustments as needed. If sometimes GPs aren't great at always diagnosing arthritis in their patients, it's not a stretch then to understand that people who might be suffering from arthritis might not actually know that it's arthritis that they're experiencing. What's some advice for how pharmacists can identify arthritis symptoms in their patients? And 
And what strategies should they adopt to support and interact effectively with it, particularly in those early days? Most health professionals know some of the key signs and symptoms of arthritis, such as joint pain, stiffness, swelling, and difficulty with daily activities. But remember that so many different types and the symptoms can look quite similar across different types. So if someone has these symptoms, it's really important they speak with their GP first, and then they can be referred to a, a rheumatologist as necessary. And so pharmacists can help by having a discussion with patients around their symptoms and whether they've spoken with their doctor or not, and whether or not they've got a diagnosis, for example. It's also important to remember that arthritis can impact anyone at any age. So even if a younger adult or even a child or adolescent has these symptoms, it's important that you know, we should still be having these discussions with them. And something we also often hear from patients, particularly those with osteoarthritis, is they get told from the health team, it's just arthritis, there's nothing you can do. So it's really important health professionals, including pharmacists, understand that arthritis can have a huge impact on day-to-day life, their ability to maintain social relationships, to work, uh, and it's often associated with mental health impacts too. So they need to really take it seriously. And acknowledging this and showing compassion and understanding towards these struggles can help pharmacists interact effectively with patients. We also know there are many things people can do to manage their condition and live a normal life. Often this includes a combination of different treatments and therapies. So pharmacists, like all health professionals, can play a role in helping patients to learn about the various ways they can manage their condition and the people in the health team who can help, empowering them to to take an active role in looking after their health and advocating for their well-being. So, as I mentioned earlier, there's some great stories we have, Colleen from Toowoomba, and she she's um, taken part in some of our um, online dance classes that we won with Queensland Ballet, and she's li- leading a really really healthy, active life now. But you know, when people like this first get diagnosed, they just see a, a big black hole and no real way to get out um, of the pain, and they feel very overwhelmed. So, understand that you can actually live well with arthritis um, is really, really important. It's important for the patients to know this, but also anyone working in the healthcare um, system as well to understand this too. It's not, it's not all um, you know, complete doom and gloom. Let's say a diagnosis is in place. The correct one is made. Hopefully it's made earlier and a medication plan is in place. As pharmacists, our listeners often play a role in medication compliance. Talk us through what some of the challenges are for arthritis patients in in adhering to their treatment plan and how pharmacists who are listening can support them? The first one would be complex treatment regimes. Some patients might be prescribed multiple medications. Uh, And so managing it can be very overwhelming. And overwhelming is a a really important word with people living with arthritis because that's one of the most, we've done research into this, one of the most common feeling somebody living with arthritis has is feeling overwhelmed, particularly at that point of diagnosis. Uh, second point I'd like to make is uh, in terms of the challenges is around side effects. So adverse reactions to medications can lead some patients to giving up and discontinuing their treatment. And then the third is cost. So arthritis medications that are out there can be expensive. And so financial constraints can hinder patients from adhering to their treatment plan. So pharmacists can support patients with these challenges in a number of ways. Firstly, simplifying medication schedules. So that's working with the patients and prescribers to streamline treatment regimes and reduce pill burden. With regards to side effects, educating them on side effects, providing information on possible side effects and ways to manage them can improve adherence, 
important to make sure to link patients in with the relevant patient support programs if this occurs. And thirdly, exploring financial assistance. So assisting patients in exploring financial support options, such as prescription assistance programs. Alton, we know that this condition can often leave people feeling overwhelmed. You said sometimes it can feel like there's a black hole of pain, there's medications to manage, there's side effects, there's possible lifestyle changes. Layer over all of that the pain of dealing with arthritis and we know that that can significantly impact a person's mental health how can pharmacists assist in recognizing and help, helping address those psychological challenges of their patients pharmacists play a really important role within the team in identifying those who may be facing psychological challenges and referring them on to the right support so pharmacists can play a really important role in recognizing and addressing the psychological challenges faced by people living with arthritis First of all, with open communication, so encouraging patients to express their feelings and concerns related to arthritis and its impact on their mental, mental well-being. Secondly, referral and support, so recommending mental health resources or support groups for patients who may benefit from professional assistance. Also recommending a patient to visit their GP, obviously for a more detailed assessment is really, really important. And empathy and validation, so offering a compassionate and understanding approach validating their emotions and reducing stigma surrounding mental health. Alton, as we start to wrap up our chat, could you summarise for us, and, and even if there's anything else you think that we should hear around the role pharmacists can play in the understanding, the diagnosis and the treatment of arthritis? Pharmacists hold a critical position in the care and support of arthritis patients, and they play a multifaceted role in understanding, diagnosing and treating arthritis. By number one, early detection, so identifying potential arthritis symptoms and referring patients for early diagnosis and appropriate care. Number two, through education, so providing comprehensive information on arthritis management, treatment options and lifestyle modifications. Number three, on medication management, so ensuring patients adhere to their treatment plan and monitoring for potential side effects. Number four, lifestyle support, so encouraging healthy habits and self-management techniques to improve patients' overall well-being. Uh, and number five, advocacy. So collaborating with healthcare teams to advocate for the best interests of arthritis patients, ensuring they receive quality care. And so in this role, pharmacists contribute really significantly to improving patients' quality of life, supporting their mental health and helping them lead fulfilling lives despite the challenges that they have um, as people living with arthritis. Are there any important updates that pharmacists should be aware of, such as new resources or research findings or advocacy initiatives? And, and where can people go to find out more about arthritis? It's essential for pharmacists to stay updated on the latest developments in arthritis care. Um, we provide regularly um, education resources. We've got webinars that we hold, research findings uh, and advocacy initiatives to support arthritis patients and healthcare professionals. So to find out about more about us and what we do, um, you can visit our website at arthritis.org.au and you'll find a heap of information and um, support services and opportunities to get involved in, in advocacy efforts to make a positive impact on uh, those living with arthritis. If you're not based in Queensland, um, you can go to Arthritis Australia's website, that's www.arthritisaustralia.com.au uh, and you can find your local state affiliate there. Um, and yeah, the, the, other, the other option is to obviously reach out to, to me as well and to our health services team too. So happy to you know, take any follow-up questions that, that people may have as well. 
Outstanding. Alton O'Dwyer, General Manager at Arthritis Queensland. Thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your thoughts and ideas, help and advice around arthritis and the important work you are doing and also how pharmacists can help support those in their community managing arthritis. Thank you so much and I really appreciate the opportunity to speak to you and, uh, and all your listeners as well. What an enlightening discussion we've had today with Alton O'Dwyer from Arthritis Queensland. And today's episode dived deep into the landscape of arthritis, covering everything from its causes, symptoms and treatments, right through to the role of pharmacists in improving patient outcomes. We're extremely grateful to Alton for sharing his wealth of knowledge and insights. So please keep tuning into the Pharmacy Business and Career Network podcast for more insightful discussions that will help you stay informed and continue to add value to your patients' lives. Until next time, stay safe and keep making a difference. I've been your host, Daniel Oyston, and you've been listening to episode 130 of the PBCN podcast. The PBCN podcast, supporting your journey every step of the way. For more resources, to access support or advice, or to view this episode's show notes, visit guild.org.au.